This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Topic of today's podcast is called Data Resistant Theoretical Constructs and Paradigmatic Parochialism in Special Ed World. Now an overview. In our current educational system, standardized tests are used to assess the quality of the student products as they move along the 13-year conveyor belt within the educational factories commonly referred to as schools. Students whose test scores fall below a certain percentile ranking are thought to have a disability. Additional standardized tests are then given by standardized testing experts to confirm and diagnose the cause of the disability. Very much like a disease, a special standardized treatment is then prescribed for the disability. These students are then sent off to special ed world. This is a purgatorial special place, apart from the general education classroom, where students are given the prescribed special treatment by special treatment experts. In the segregated setting of special ed world, the special treatment experts implement the special treatment with fidelity. However, one of the many problems with special ed world as currently configured is that once students become entangled in the special education machinery, they are lost forever. They rarely return. This podcast examines four interconnecting elements within special ed world. One, reading instruction. Two, data-resistant theoretical constructs. Three, paradigmatic parochialism regarding what's considered scientifically-based research and four, manipulative approaches to teaching. So, number one, reading instruction. The first element of this podcast examines reading instruction. Now, there's a wealth of data available from a variety of fields providing clear evidence of the brain's three cueing systems, semantic, syntactic, and phonological. This data can only be explained in the context of the neurocognitive model of reading. Here, reading is understood to be an interactive set of reciprocating cognitive processes used to create meaning with print. This theoretical model stands in contrast to the phonological processing model of reading, which is the predominant model in the field of special education. So, two, let's look at theoretical constructs. Examining the current predominant theoretical constructs for reading within the field of special education, I did an analysis of the reading research articles from two of the major special education research journals over the last five years. This would be the Journal of Learning Disabilities and Exceptional Children. Now, this analysis showed that despite a wealth of varying types of research data from a wide range of sources supporting a neurocognitive model of reading, the singular theoretical construct used to understand reading and guide reading research within the field of special education was the phonological processing model, sometimes called the simple view of reading. Here, reading is understood to be merely sounding out words. Theoretical models are the lens through which phenomena are viewed and interpreted. However, clinging too tightly to a singular theoretical model can constrain the type of research undertaken, limit the research questions asked, 
constrict the type of data collected, and restrictively influence how data are interpreted. And with the thickening of the lens, the theory becomes increasingly data resistant. Therefore, only data, thereafter, only data that support the theory are considered valid. New data falling outside the theoretical model are either ignored or forced into a reductively inflexible box. In this way, the continued growth and evolution of the field is stymied. This appears to be what has occurred in the field of special education as demonstrated by the unquestioning fealty to the phonological processing model that serves to render irrelevant or non-existent a wealth of research data collected from a variety of fields. This would not be problematic if the field was largely successful in helping struggling readers. But this isn't the case. A body of research shows that in special education programs for learning disabilities, students rarely experience accelerated reading once they begin special education services. So let's take it the third, look at the third part, research paradigms. This third element looks at paradigmatic parochialism as it relates to research methods within the field of special education. The data collected through the content analysis of the research journals above reveal an over-reliance on a singular type of research method to the exclusion of all other types of research. This research paradigm reflects an outdated Newtonian mechanistic paradigm used to understand and come to know reality. Here things exist only to the extent to which they can be quantified. Controlled experimental research is the exclusive and epistemologically privileged way of determining causality and making claims as to what constitutes knowledge. Measuring is equated with knowing by which the illusion of certainty is constructed. Now, this paradigmatic parochialism was further confirmed by an examination of the CEC standards for evidence-based practice. CEC stands for the Council for Exceptional Children. This is the major professional organization in the field of special education. This organization has declared that only quantitative data gleaned from highly controlled experimental designs are worthy of determining which pedagogical practices are evidence-based. And I put that in quotation marks. The exclusive use of these methods to the exclusion of all other ways of seeing and knowing is detrimental to the field. The same research methods used to study the physical world in the artificial confines of a controlled laboratory setting are the only methods that are used to study and make causal assertions about human beings in real-world educational settings. This methodological incarceration creates a narrow and distorted view of the very educational reality it seeks to examine. The result is a paradigmatic peephole through which a complex world is observed. Now, this is in contrast to with a holistic, postmodern paradigm, which includes systems theory and an interconnected view of an unfolding universe based on quantum physics. 
Here it's recognized that any single part, a variable, can only be understood within the context of the whole. Reality is not comprised of fragmented parts, but of self-organizing systems that are both interactive and interdependent. All entities within this holistic reality are understood in terms of patterns and connections, interconnections and relationships, all of which influence each other. The research paradigm that emerges here includes a variety of methods that fully examine reality. This examination includes an attention to processes as well as products in coming to fully understand phenomena. In this context, certainty is never achieved. Instead, uncertainty is reduced. Now, the fourth element will look at instructional practice. Let's look at the interconnections between research paradigms and instructional practices within the field of special education. Now, the CEC has identified 22 what they call high leveraged practices, and that's in quotations, in special education. Now, the term high leverage reflects the mechanistic research paradigm in which cause-effect relationships are converted into stimulus-response instructional techniques. In much the same way a mouse is leveraged into pressing a bar in a Skinner box, students are leveraged or manipulated into producing predetermined behaviors that represent measurable learning objectives. Learning is said to have occurred only when students display the appropriate behavioral response to an instructional stimulus. Now, in special ed world, a teaching algorithm called direct instruction is the predominant tool used to leverage students towards measurable objectives. While direct instruction has been shown to be effective for learning low-level skills, it's extremely ineffective for developing high-level thinking, for understanding complex concepts, and acquiring sophisticated skills. The subsequent problem is that students in special ed world are force-fed an interminable array of mind-numbing lessons that use direct instruction to teach low-level concepts and skills. As a result, they have few opportunities to participate in activities that would enable them to develop complex thinking and deeper understandings of the world. Now, you don't have to control any variables to understand that if only low-level skills are taught, only low-level learning occurs. Thus, in special ed world, the myth of the learning disability is perpetuated by the very system designed to make it go away. The predominant use of direct instruction leveraging practices used in special ed world stands in contrast to the wide array of pedagogical practices based on the more complex understanding of human learning that has emerged from fields outside of special education. Here it's recognized that learning is a natural and innate human condition. As such, learning disabilities do not exist. In fact, much of what has been labeled a learning disability is actually a learning certain things disability, or a learning in certain ways disability, or an educational systems disability. So, conclusion, there is a malfunction in the current educational machinery. Students are inserted into this machinery, 
and they're subjected to constant quantifying, ranking, sorting, labeling, segregating, and leveraging. These dehumanizing practices are especially detrimental to inhabitants of special ed world as they keep them from achieving their full social, emotional, and intellectual potential. The malfunction won't be fixed by trying to install just another research-based pedagogical part or trying to re-engineer the existing machinery. These are simplistic solutions to a deeper, more complex problem. Change will only occur if and to the degree in which the field is able to move away from the restrictive theoretical constructs and parochial paradigms that have stymied the natural evolution of the field. Towards this end, a more expansive view of humans, human learning, research, and reality needs to be embraced. This has been the Reading Instruction Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson.